technology has changed. So why haven't you? I'm Ivan. I'm Nick. This is the DIY Detail Podcast. The technology of the vehicles has changed dramatically over the years. The technology of the detailing chemicals and tools have changed dramatically over the years. Why are you still detailing with 1940s and 50s technologies? Now, at some level, I think good old-fashioned elbow grease and work is a variable that doesn't have to change, right? It's going to be a part of detailing, but you're talking about adapting to the present. Right. We used to work on lacquer paints. We used to work on all steel bodies. Now we're working on plastic, basically. Clear coat today is plastic. We're working on plastic substrates. We're working on aluminum substrates. We're working on carbon fiber substrates. You name it, everything has changed. You know, it used to be you started a car with a crank. Then it was a key. Well, actually, no. Started with a crank. Then it was a button. Then it was a key. Now it's back to a button. Are we going back to the crank? I hope not. But with that, the technology of the vehicles themselves has changed dramatically. You know, who would have thought 30 years ago that a car would self-park or self-drive for that matter? And now that's commonplace. It's not, it's not a, just in some pie-in-the-sky, expensive, uh, one-off car. No, everyday sedans can park themselves and can drive themselves. Speaking of, and I may be taking this off a little bit, but there's videos online of machines actually polishing paint, like robots. Yeah. Do you think that the robots and AI, whatever, will ever replace detailers? No, it won't replace us, but it might help us though. There are uh, robotics that do polishing paint, but the vehicle has to be put in a very specific orientation place. They have to have the program already mapped out for the vehicle. Now there are some that use pressure sensors. So the robot will put X amount of pressure against the vehicle and then move and maintain that pressure as it's moving. So yes, it can be done. I've seen it done. I've actually done consulting with a company that does it. So it's doable, but does it have the finesse that we have? No. Does it have the ability to analyze the paint like we do? No. Uh, And you know, a vehicle like this Audi here has all sorts of contours and shapes and that becomes a little more difficult for the robot to deal with. I'm sure they'll be able to figure a lot of that out. They will. But there's still something to be said for that human touch. What about interior detailing? Will robots ever take over on the interior? No, but the materials are getting easier to clean, easier to maintain, and they're getting very varied as well. We used to have velour. You don't see velour anymore. It's been replaced by Alcantara. Pretty much the same thing. Uh, in texture, Alcantara, you say, is just microfiber. Yeah, Alcantara is a fancy way of saying microfiber. Some call it microsuede, uh, all sorts of different names, but it's a form of microfiber. We all know how easy our microfiber towels are to clean. The interior is the same way. Now, one way that technology is helping us is coatings and polishes. They're changing dramatically. 30 years ago, we polished a car. We were guaranteed to have to wash it afterwards because we had dust everywhere. We don't have that anymore. 30 years ago or 40 years ago when we were polishing lacquer, we would press down on the machine. It was hard work. Today, I basically hold on to the polisher with two or three fingers. That's all I need you're to guide a, it around the vehicle. You're an anomaly though. A lot of people still polish in a way that you would probably correct them. And maybe that's why you're here to yeah, exactly. help instruct them to move into the, right. into the future. But they're going to want more pressure to achieve more cut, right? That's their perception. That's their perception, but that's not the reality. 
Less pressure, less heat gives you more cut. When you were working on lacquer paints, yes, more heat, more pressure gave you more cut. We are not working on lacquer paints. See, even the pressure washer agrees. Uh, he gets real fired up. Yeah, yeah. So we're not working on lacquer paints anymore. We're working on plastic. We're working on clear coat. We're working on water-based clear coats. Now, before we get all up in a while about water-based, don't worry about it. The paint that's left behind is basically the same as the solvent-based paint. There's very, very few differences. It's the carrier that's being used. So the solvent to bring the paint molecules and particles from the gun to the vehicle and deposit and have it self-level is now water-based. It used to be hydrocarbon solvent-based. What's left behind once it evaporates away is basically the same. People think that it's different. Yeah. I've heard that asked before. Yeah, there's very, very few minor differences but for a detailer, you couldn't tell the difference between waterborne and solvent-borne if you tried. Hmm. You mentioned wax, coatings. I think everyone knows about ceramic coatings now, but there's still a, a love for wax. And, and conversely, wax isn't dead. Wax is far from dead. Wax is still around. Wax is going to stay around. Wax has its good things. Now, if you want the ultimate in protection, of course you're going to get a ceramic coating. And if you like the look of wax, which is sort of slightly warmer look, put a ceramic coating underneath it, then put the wax on top. You After have you've waited a week, yeah. don't wash for a week, and right, then yeah. when you're doing your maintenance washing, you want to put a wax on top, no problem. Right. We prefer ceramic gloss yeah. or quick beads. But it's a different category of product. If sure. you like that, you know, that meditation of putting on a wax and taking off a wax, that's great. Do it. If you like the look and feel of a wax, great. Do it. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you know, like I say, detailing has changed, but the more things change, the more they stay the same. Uh, so wax still has its place. And if you, a uh, little tip about wax, if you're in an area that you get lots of water spots and hard, crusty water spots, or you're forced to park beside a sprinkler, put a coat of wax in your car. The minerals deposit themselves on the wax, not on the clear coat or the coating below, and they etch into the wax. The wax breaks away. The wax will only last two to three months on a vehicle. When it's going away, it's taking those minerals with it. That's smart. Yeah, that's smart. So wax isn't dead. No, wax is far from dead. We're actually working on a, an amazing wax right now. Exactly. So stay tuned on that. Um, what's one thing you wish people knew about modern day clear coat? It doesn't like heat, it doesn't like pressure, and it's very, very, very thin. A post-it note is twice the thickness of modern clear coat. And yet we're going so aggressive, a lot of detailers out there, in terms of our yeah. paint correction steps. Right, one way I like to put it is in medical terms. So back when human beings started operating on other human beings, the doctor would come out of the operating room and say, the operation was a success. Two days later, the patient would die. Why? Because of complications due to the operation. The operation technically was a success, but they used the same scalpel on 30 people. The doctor didn't wash his hands. The operating room might as well have been in a barn. So there was a lot of complications. The operation was a success. They died. Polishing paint today is the same way. The operation is, is a success. The paint looks spectacular when you're done polishing. You've wet sanded, you've compounded, you've polished. You've removed so much of that clear coat that it is going to fail sooner than later. I would encourage you, if you're someone who's polished paint before, yeah, and you haven't tried our gold standard polish, 
It's an advancement. Yes. The spray is a different conversation. Right. Although a lot of people have never tried the sprayable polish before. Yeah. But you can polish on trim with our right. yellow waffle pad. Yeah. You're not going to get sling if you do this right. And you're not going to get dusting. No, exactly. That's an advancement from, well, back in the day when we used to polish, we had to wash afterwards because they got dust everywhere. Right. And we had to tape all the trim and spend an hour taping the car. What a waste of time. We've taken that away from you. Having to wash the car afterwards. No need. There's no dust. Uh, we even had a question recently. Why don't we put covers on the wheels when we're polishing the vehicle? The, we, the wheels could be dressed, done, and polished the vehicle, and we're still not going to get a speck of compound or polish on the wheels because of the way we do it. Pads have changed. Machines have changed. The polishes have changed. The paint has changed. Everything has changed. Abandon those techniques from the early 1900s and move into the early 2000s. Well, there's another question I want to ask you about detailers yes. and, and detailing, right? And why are they just using their phone and like a little note app on their phone to organize everything when there are CRMs? I would imagine you coach detailers everywhere that you want them to be using a good CRM, a right. customer retention manager. Uh, customer relationship management software. All right, so, there you go. That's why that's punted to you. Yeah. So a CRM, if you're a professional detailer, get one. They're not expensive. They will pay for themselves within the first month. Uh, some detailers that I coach, within the first month, the CRM is paid for the whole year. Never mind just that month. So it does a lot of things. It takes things off your plate. So you have more time to do marketing. You have more time to manage your detailers. You have more time to spend with your family. Things like that. So yes, technology has helped us. Computers have helped us. Uh, cameras, etc. Marketing is completely different. I used to do marketing with the Yellow Pages and the local newspaper. Not many people can say they've done that before. Do you know what the Yellow Pages are, for that matter? Or a newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, uh, what else are we talking about with, with modern updates that we should stay up to date on? I know you're, you're a student of history and of the modern uh, advancements. Right. There's still a lot of detailers using acid to clean. What's wrong with acid? It's dangerous. It works. It works, yes. But it's dangerous for you. It's dangerous for the vehicle. It's dangerous for the environment. You don't need it. We have much better solutions that are safer for you, safer for the vehicle, and safer for the environment. We have detailers using soap. Soap is great. There's nothing wrong with soap. If you are a professional detailer and doing this for money, though, soap takes time. Time is money. Learn how to use a rinseless, use the rinseless, and you'll never go back to soap. In my shops, we didn't use soap. Now, we use soap in here quite frequently because, honestly, it's fun to use. It's fun it to get fun that to foam cannon out. Yep. It does a good job. But if you're here to make this a profitable venture, if you're here because you make a living from detailing, if you're here because your customers are waiting and they want their car done, ditch the soap. Get the rinseless wash. I think Incredible Suds might be our best cleaner, but they're all really good. So there's a reason still to cling to soap. There is. Incredible suds. But to the as a professional detailer, yeah. no. I'm just defending my baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not my baby, it's just our car wash soap. But yeah, I love exactly. Incredible Suds so much. Um, what else, Ivan? Well, towels have changed. That's you know, so true. You know, back uh, in the earlier days of my career, if you could get a brand new cotton diaper, that was the ultimate wipe off 
product. I heard it was great for interior windshields too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, can you imagine a mobile detailer using a diaper nowadays to yeah, clean no. a window? Right. On this Audi? Like, right. oh we, yeah, I'm just, this is the best window cleaner out there, ma'am. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. We used to use newspaper. Uh, back when it was hydrocarbon solvent, hydrocarbon based inks, it was actually a great way of cleaning windows. So, huh. uh, you know, Windex and a, a scruffled up newspaper was great for cleaning glass. Really? Not anymore. Uh, even the newspaper has changed. Those that still know what a newspaper is, but you know, the towels have changed dramatically. We have microfibers. We have all sorts of different microfibers. Now we have the twist loop. We have the waffle. We have the pro weave. We have the terrier weave. We have all that. We used to use terry cloth. We used to use surgical huck towels. We used to use cheesecloth and we used to use diapers. So yes, everything is evolving. You know, the pads used to be all wool. You couldn't get anything other than wool. And then you got synthetic wool added in and then you got foam pads and then you got all different shapes and sizes of foam pads. We used to just have the rotary and then the random orbital came along the dual action. And now the rotary is coming back. Uh, but we used to cut and finish with the rotary. Now it's more efficient to cut with the DA and finish with the rotary. So all sorts of things are changing. And I know some of you are on your keyboards right at the moment saying, no, no, a rotary is for cutting and a DA is for finishing. Try it. You'll, uh, you might change your mind. You spoke about towels. I feel like people out there are all about chemicals nowadays. Yeah. They forget how effective a microfiber towel a good new microfiber towel that you're getting in the modern age yeah, can, just, can be can be to clean. Exactly. Like they, they are amazing. Like on interiors, yeah. like a good short nap towel, like let it do what it's going to do. Yeah. You don't need to overthink it. No, there's a company out there that's selling towels, not in the automotive space, but in the household cleaning space, uh, touting some sort of miracle uh, product, not miracle product, but miracle towel. And what they're doing with the towel is just the same microfiber that we're using for cleaning cars. They say, you just need to get a damp, no chemicals necessary, and you clean your whole house with it. They're basically right. Yeah. And same thing with the vehicle. Now, on the outside, you don't want to be scratching paint, so water is not a great lubricant. But on the inside, you're dealing with plastics, you're dealing with leather, you're dealing with Alcantara, you're dealing with vinyl, uh, you're dealing with carpets, you're dealing with cloth seats, very rare these days. But all of that, just a damp microfiber will do a good 80 or 90% of it. Yeah. On the interior of your vehicle, most of what you're dealing with is just dust. I like a good bucket with rinseless wash in there. Yeah. So just diluted standard 256 to one, one ounce of rinseless wash in two gallons of water. Right. Couple damp rags, I'll just dump it back in there and then have a clean yeah. one that's dry to wipe it down with after I've scrubbed and it does a great job. Yeah, and you're done. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of different things going on in the interiors, you know, seats we used to extract. I've seen people pressure wash sheets. What? Yeah. And that was, they a, take them out, right? Yeah. Take the seat out, pressure, wash it, let it dry, put it back in. Oh, first, a lot of work for nothing. Secondly, today's seats have occupancy sensors, heating pads, cooling fans, uh, airbags, all sorts of things that that seat is now a technological piece. It's no longer just a piece of metal foam and tissue. It's all sorts of things. So don't be removing that seat. Some of them have torque to yield bolts, which means the bolts holding the seat down, they're only good once. Really? Once you remove them, you need to put new, new bolts in. So different manufacturers do different things. I see a lot of detailers out there taking seats out. Would you ever right. recommend doing that for detailing? No, if you look at a modern seat, if you put it up all the way, 
put a line on the, in the carpet, then move it back all the way, you can see that line from the front and from the back. So there's no need to remove that seat. You can get it anywhere under that seat just by moving it forward, moving it back. Now, some people think it's cool online to show, hey, I'm removing seats. I'm really cool. Well, no, you're endangering your customers, you're introducing a liability risk in your business, and there's no need. You're wasting time. No time wasting with Ivan LaCroix. No. You know, detailing should be fun. Detailing should be something you enjoy doing. It should not be hard labor. If detailing feels like you're working, you're doing something wrong. So detailing should be simple, should be fun, should be enjoyable and safe. If you found value in this, please subscribe to the channel. You want to sign up for the, the bell, you know, click the bell, yeah. notifications, they'll come to you. All this is good for us. Send signals to YouTube that what we're saying is resonating. And if you're listening to us on your favorite podcast platform, Give yeah. us a five star, leave us a review. That would be amazing. Yep. Uh, we like to give away as much as we have in our in our heads about detailing for free. Yeah. And then here. if you trust us, then buy from us. Yeah, we're here for education primarily. So yeah. with that, thank you very much. We'll see you in the next one. Thanks, guys.